My last guest this week, certainly not least, is John Hooson, Managing Director, USETF Product at Brown Brothers Harriman, who is one of the oldest and largest private global financial services firms. And in a nutshell, John works with clients to bring new ETF products to market, and he oversees the strategic development for the firm's ETF servicing platform. And he's now on the line with me from Boston. John, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks very much for having me. All right, so I thought let's jump right in here. In May of next year, ETFs are moving from T plus 2 to T plus 1 settlement. And best I can tell, I'm still digging into all of this, but best I can tell, the biggest concerns seem to be around U.S.-listed ETFs holding international securities. And we're certainly going to get into that. But I thought first, let's just start with some quick background for listeners. So do you want to explain what T plus one or T plus two settlement uh, is to begin with for investors unfamiliar with that. And then I, I'm just curious, was there any particular catalyst as to why this change is being made? Or is this just sort of the natural uh, progression of things? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, you know, very simply, right. If you sort of think about, you know, T, T plus one or T plus two settlement um, is, you know, T, T is um, trade date and, you know, the plus one or the plus two is the day when, you know, cash and securities actually trade hands, right? So after you go make a trade with your broker, um, you know, there, there's operational functions that sort of happen behind the scenes, things get matched up, and then they actually settle, um, you know, on, on that next day or, or two days out. Um, so current standard right now in the, in the U.S. is a T plus two settlement. So that's been in place since around 2017, uh, which is when the market shifted from a T plus three sort of convention to a T plus two convention. Um, and then, like you said, in, in May of next year, so specifically um, the, the Tuesday after Memorial Day, which is the 28th, um, the U.S. market's going to shift from a T plus two to a T plus one convention. Um, and really ETFs are, you know, sort of one asset class that's impacted there, um, you know, will impact sort of U.S. equities more broadly, um, corporate bonds and, and all that sort of stemming from, SEC rule amendments that um, have come out um, as of late. Yeah, and again, was there something in particular that drove this change? Like, I know going back to the uh, the, the whole meme stock uh, phenomenon a couple of years ago and, and Robin Hood, I, I, I don't know if that was a driver, or again, was this just sort of a natural progression that, that you know, moving from T plus two to T plus one is a good thing, ultimately? Yeah, no, I think it definitely is a good thing, right? I mean, uh, you know, you sort of see, you know, like I said, mentioned not that long ago, went from T3 to T2. Now we're going to T2 to T1. So sort of continuing onwards towards that that goal of getting closer to, you know, a real-time or at least a near real-time type environment. I mean, I, I think, you know, sort of the catalyst, if you look at some of the benefits, right? So so things like reducing counterparty risk, right? You're, you're shaving an extra day off that settlement that you're exposed to your counterparty. Um, you know, obviously gives investors you know, faster access to their cash and securities if they're available on, on the next day as opposed to two days out. Um, you know, and I think the expectation is, is that, you know, because of this change, you know, you're hopefully going to see sort of enhanced liquidity across the market overall um, and really sort of a, a more de- efficient deployment um, of capital. And, and you know, we, we do see T1 today um, in today's ETF world. You know, often it relates to, you know, option strategies, potentially treasury ETFs where the underlying basket is already settling T plus one, um, and this change is really just going to expand that universe to include, you know, all U- all U.S. ETFs. You know, I mentioned obviously the you know broader change across the market, equities and, and corporates as well. Um, but but definitely a you know a positive step 
um, you know, and, and building on, um, you know, that 2017 change. As I mentioned, uh, the best I can tell, the biggest concerns at this point seem to be with ETFs holding international securities due to the uh, different settlement times in other countries. I- I'd love to have you just explain very high level what these potential issues are. And I know this can get pretty wonky when we start talking about uh, authorized participants and those sorts of things, but I'll let you do the heavy lifting here. What, what, what are some of the potential issues? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, so I'll, I'll try to keep it high level, but um, maybe just sort of a quick quick background, a quick primer, you know, and, and some may sort of know this already, um, but, you know, in, in the primary market, right, which is where authorized participants trade directly with, you know, the, the exchange-traded funds, um, you know, when that trading is occurring, the, the AP, the authorized participant, is exchanging a basket of securities um, and generally, you know, cash for ETF shares, right? So the balance value transactions, the sum of the, the basket components plus that cash plug um, is going to equate to the value of the ETF shares, which are issued in standard sizes um, that we call creation units. So when the basket and the ETF shares trade in the same market, so, you know, for example, a, a U.S. large cap ETF um, with a U.S. ETF, you know, all that settlement occurs on the same day. Today's world, like we said, T2. Um, next year, T1, um, you know, happens. It, it's nice and neat. Um, but we see this today um, and, and, you know, get into sort of what, what we think the impact is going to be um, in, in, as of May of next year. But for ETFs with, with global baskets, right, that, that's not always the case. So we do see mismatches today where, you know, U.S. Um, securities are exchanging hands on T plus two and potentially there's, there's alternate settlement cycles um, in other markets. Okay, so, so what – yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so as you say, so, so sort of break it down, right, and, and, and there's a, a creation process, right, so creating – more ETF shares, and there's obviously also a, a redemption process, um, you know, to to uh, to destroy shares, take them out of circulation. So, you know, generally what what we're expecting or what we think we're going to see um, when there are redemptions um, is that we're going to see a greater need for collateral. Hmm. Um, and what I, what I mean there is that um, oftentimes when there is a mismatch between I mentioned sort of the the funds obligation, which could be ETF shares, um, and, a, and a mismatch to the basket securities um, and settlement cycles. You obviously sort of you bridge that gap with collateral, right? So sometimes it could be different settlement cycles. Sometimes it could be trades that may be failing. But whatever it is, you know, the AP can post collateral that is equal to the value, um, you know, of the of the tree of the components that either haven't settled yet for whatever reason, um, timing failure uh, to deliver, whatever it is, they can post the collateral value um, of that trade or those trades. And that allows the fund to release the ETF shares, um, get them out in the market trading. Um, and and then the collateral is held until, you know, sort of performance on whatever that obligation is, right? So it could be a trade settling the next day, you know, a failure to deliver um, is, is cured, whatever it is. Um, so it's something we see today. And what we're sort of expecting is with the U.S. moving to T1 and many global markets remaining on a T plus two convention, you're just going to see more of that. Right. So you're going to have U.S. ETFs that are settling on T plus one. You're going to have global constituents that are settling the next day. The way you sort of bridge that gap from a settlement perspective um, is you post collateral um, and that sort of secures the fund, allows them to release shares. Collateral gets returned once the obligation has been met. 
Okay, so what is the end result of all that? Is it potentially wider bid-ask spreads for U.S.-listed international ETFs? I mean, it certainly could be, right? I mean, I sort of mentioned earlier, um, you know, hopefully the expectation is with T1 is you're going to see, you know, reduced counterparty risk, greater liquidity, um, you know, more efficient deployment of capital. So you sort of have that on, on the one hand as, you know, the benefits, and, and hopefully, you know, you'll, you'll see those come through. But certainly for, you know, ETFs with, larger global um, portfolios or sort of proportionately global portfolios, um, you know, this is a, a new cost potentially that, that's going to be introduced, right? Um, you know, interest rates uh, being where they are today, um, you know, for orders at size, um, you know, e- even sort of one day, um, you know, of posting collateral on some of those orders could, could be significant. Um, so I, I think, you know, it's, it's definitely something that could occur. Um, you know, what sort of remains to be seen if it if it will occur, um, you know, and how those sort of you know new costs that are that are being uh, introduced here sort of make their way through the um, through the system. Do you think at some point, uh, maybe even sooner rather than later, we'll see international markets move to that T plus one to match U.S. settlement times? It's a really good question. I mean, you definitely you start to hear more about it, right? So, so certainly um, earlier in the year, you know, when when the SEC was sort of finalizing the um, the effective date, um, you know, I think you heard more there from international markets, um, you, you know, it's sort of an increased topic of conversation. Are they going to, are they going to make a similar move? You know, Canada is actually going to be, going to be moving to T plus one and roughly the same day as the U S actually doing it the, the day before, um, they don't have the, the holiday, the Memorial holiday, um, as we do. Um, so certainly you are, you are seeing, you know, move, move in that direction. You know, I think it could be something where you see, you know, that, that talk um, or those plans potentially pick up if, if some of those benefits that I, I sort of outlined earlier, um, you know, those start to become realized in the, in the U.S. market, um, you know, and, and are, um, you know, able to sort of point to that as evidence of, of why this is working and why it makes sense for other markets to make that, that change as well. Any other concerns at all with ETFs moving to T plus one settlement? Again, we obviously hit on the uh, the, the U.S. listed international uh, ETFs. Anything else that might impact end investors in a negative way? Um, you know, I, I think you know one one thing. You know, we we're obviously out there. We're talking to our clients and other market participants, right? So just communication. I think at this point, the word is out there. Folks know that this is coming. Um, but certainly, you know, making sure, um, you know, from an industry perspective and, and me sort of speaking, maybe, you know, from the more the, the custodian or the ETF servicer, right, where we're doing a lot of that sort of plumbing in the in the background, right, is making sure that, you know, systems are ready, workflows have been reviewed, all those things, you know, if, if there needs to be investments in technology. Um, as I mentioned, it is, you know, it's broader than ETF. It's, it's really the U.S. market as a, as a whole, right, with mm-hmm. the, you know, the equity market and the corporate bond market. Um, so making sure that, you know, overall, um you know, you're, you're ready for this move. Um, you know, you, you've tested out your systems. Um, you know, you've, you've taken a look at all your workflows, you know, product-specific nuances, right? So obviously we just mentioned, um, you know, global as, as being a key example of that. Um, but, but I think really that, that's the exercise that, that folks are going through now is, is hopefully they're, they're done with that analysis phase. And right now they're sort of planning, you know, what needs to be done to be ready for this implementation and ensure that it's a, uh, it's a smooth process for everyone because, you know, there, there is sort of a, you know, there's a big change there, right? You're going from, you know, a, a two days to settle a trade to, to one day. So you're cutting that in half. Um, and certainly there's there's technology and there's advancements um, that are going to facilitate that and, and, you know, allow that to, to occur. Um, but certainly you need to make sure that all those things are ready and in place uh, for the date. And then what about 
potential positives or benefits here? I know you mentioned earlier, uh, obviously, that access to cash for investors, right? They'll be able to, say, transfer funds out of an account more quickly if they need that cash. I might suggest that just placing ETFs on uh, equal footing with mutual funds in terms of that settlement time might help eliminate a little bit of confusion in the marketplace. I don't know how big of an issue that is, but I, I think just putting those two on a, sort of a level playing field will help. A- any other potential benefits you might point to? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think I think the counterparty risk is 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 a is a big one there, right? Um, you know, some of that that risk is being factored in, um, you know, into sort of general risk profiles. Um, so, you know, if cash is going to be available, you know, the next day, um, you know, you're, you're reducing that risk to your counterparty. To your point, you, know, you can then put that cash to use. You know, obviously earning potentially higher interest income um, in the current rate environment. You know, you can use you know those holdings, you know, to post as margin, to post as collateral. Um, you know, so so hopefully, you know, seeing some some efficiencies there um, and sort of easier ability to redeploy uh, collateral. Um, so I think I think those are those are really the big ones that we see. About a minute left before I let you go. Do you think we'll ultimately get to T plus zero settlement in the U.S.? And I won't even ask you about tokenization, which I've talked about on the podcast before. Where we'll have. All right, well, thank you. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, yeah, no, I, I think actually what's what's unique about ETFs, right, is is T plus zero is actually being talked about um, as part of this change to T plus one. And I'll I'll try to cram this in um, in a minute and do it justice. But but really, sort of in in today's world with that. C plus two um, convention, there is sort of an opportunity um, in there. You have an extra day um, if a, an AP needs to come in and create on a shortened settlement cycle. They actually have that ability. They can do it T plus one, um, right? And that can help them facilitate some of that secondary market trading, right? So if they have obligations in the secondary market, they need to create shares in order to meet them. You know, they have that extra day, that extra window. Um, and really in the future, sort of post-May, um, they're going to need the ability to do that on a T0 basis um, to achieve that sort of similar result, right? So to avoid fails in the secondary market, um, you know, there's, there's lots of conversation in the industry, um, you know, amongst clearinghouse, um, ETF servicing agents, issuers, APs, you know, really talking about how, how can we make that happen? Um, so I, I think that, that's a, a unique aspect of this change that applies to ETFs is, is really, um, you know, we're almost taking that, that next step to get even closer in near real time. Um, you know, again, sort of some of that unique features of um, ETFs with the primary market activity versus the secondary market um, and needing the ability to sort of access the primary market um, in order to maintain that you know, orderly trading, um, you know, tracking prices, tracking tightly to NAVs in the, in the secondary market. So definitely a, a unique and interesting aspect there that applies to ETFs. Well, John, I really appreciate the uh, insight this week. I am 100% sure I'm going to be covering this much more as we get uh, closer to the date. But excellent insight, and thank you for joining me. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks very much. That was John Hooson, Managing Director, USETF Product at Brown Brothers Harriman.